0: Welcome there, the listener. Thank you for tuning in to the Downloadable Concept as we count down the top hits of 1994. Starting in at position number 10, Don't Turn Around by Ace of Base, and All That She Wants by Ace of Base, thanks to Fox Lee. Uh,
1: It's tearing me apart that you're leaving. I'm letting you go, but I won't let you know.
0: Sitting pretty at positions number 6 and 8, are All For Love by the Three Musketeers, I mean, Brian Adams, Rod (laughs) Stewart, and Sting, and Stay i missed you by lisa loeb and nine stories courtesy of jeb rich
2: let's make it all for one and all for love
0: and sitting at number two is i swear by all for one having been toppled by ace of bases the sign
2: and it opened up your eyes
0: i'm here as your dj talon lee god
2: 1994 owned (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, fuck you for dissing 1994,
0: Talon This year was magical It had a Celine Dion and a Mariah Carey hit in the top ten Yes <laughs> uh, Okay, but, you know
2: No, 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 no I will accept this Wait, 1994, that's Wait, Titanic that's, that's, Celine that's, Dion. My heart, that's my heart will go on, right? No, it's
1: No, it's a couple of years before Titanic
2: No, what? it's the
0: power of love and Oh, the, yeah And I'm reasonably certain it's not a cover of the Karate Kid song
2: of course not. <laughs> no, I,
1: I think it's the, um, I think it's cover of a country song.
2: Yeah. I'm telling you right now though, like you've got, you've got, you've got all, you've got all for love, you got the, you got that, the, 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 the silly, pointless, <laughs> powered love ballad. <laughs> Those are two of the, the cheesiest <laughs> love
1: ballads from that era. That's yeah. quite spectacular. I, I quite like all and the Love. Then also,
2: and then you also, you also had, you had, uh, what was it, I swear?
0: Yes. Yes. But
2: oh.
1: well, that was why I said two of the cheesiest love ballads.
2: <laughs> it's like I mean that 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 is that is quintessential standing with your back to the gym wall in elementary <laughs> school music. All right. What well, All you okay, needed was music. All it needed was live. Well, and it would be perfect. We jump
0: out of the top ten. We get uh, we we get uh, What a Man by Salt and Pepper and Invokes. Yes. We get John Mellencamp doing Wild Night. Yes. We get Can You Feel the Love Tonight by Elton John. Oh
2: my god. Perfect. The
0: Most most Beautiful Girl in the World by Prince. Mm Hmm. Uh, Also in this top one hundred, you have This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. Yes. Mm -hmm. But you also have three Tim McGraw
2: songs. Of course you do of course you do
0: one Tal- of which was of indian outlaw
2: being of course by it an italian dude
1: talon seems to me that the only thing really wrong with this uh the top 100 of this year is your people <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess I have to accept the blame for the country music at this point, don't I?
1: I'm just saying I may have been uh, singing, I swear, a lot that year,
0: but I was in no way engaging with Tim McGraw. Oh, December 1963, Oh What a Night.
1: Fucking love that song. That is a weird-ass rando song to be in the the top 100 that year. Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Ah, Oh, okay, that explains literally everything.
0: Jungle Boogie was in the 1994 Hottest 100. (laughs)
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, what a year, what a year. What a mighty good year.
0: Oh. <laughs> and, and and you can always go down to the bottom of these top one hundreds and see something and you're like, really? Why is that so low? Hadaway's What is Love is number ninety-seven <laughs>
1: Oh, right. That's why I'm uh, feeling so favorable about this. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of where Saints Row 4 landed. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. All right. Saints Row 4 ends with Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It <laughs> as a Dance Party. And it's fucking awesome.
2: By the way, every video game from now on requires, requires, this is the new law, this is the rule, requires a dance number during the end credits.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have I have opinions on that that will come up later. Um, <laughs> Not doing <laughs> it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> hey, Fox, what have you been playing?
1: So it does it does occur to me that I am making a game based on Swan Lake, so that would, in all technicality, have a dance number <laughs> over
0: the credits. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> what have I been playing? Well, I don't. What do you think I've been playing? Let's I, play. Guess what Fox has been playing.
0: I I know I got you Pokemon Sun this week. <gasps>
1: you guessed it. <laughs> Has Fox been playing anything else? The hell, Fox has been playing anything else. What do you think this is? Communism. I haven't even been checking. Listen, but-
2: listen, listen, your butler has gone back to his standing in front of this house, <laughs> holding his tower towel as it rains on him. Waiting no. you for it to come back.
0: No, he's sitting there holding his 3DS playing Pokemon Moon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> thank, thank God she's not paying attention. He's the time to catch up on my Alolans.
1: The, the world is suspended while we're not present. <laughs> I do like to imagine that everyone is playing Pokemon.
0: That is some solipsistic shit right there in video games when you think about it. Like, the, literally, time itself doesn't exist if I am not there to attend to it. It's hard
1: to forget that fact in a, a Harvest Moon-type game, because, like, literally, it's all about a number of days making up a season and the growth rates of all the little whatevers that, yeah, definitively, time does not occur without <laughs> me to move it forward. It reminds me,
2: it's been, like, three years since I've looked at my Animal Crossing town. <laughs> well,
1: they actually, but, but- like, time does pass. Doesn't it? They degrade while you're. Out it of town. certainly
2: it, it it does. Yes.
1: <laughs> they killed you. What Did you say it's, they killed me? Guilt you. Oh right.
2: They, like, is, Jesus is, Christ? Isabel was is Animal
0: Crossing. Isabel
2: is just sitting there waiting at town hall. There's, there's a
0: somewhat, there's a somewhat heartwarming story about a young man who played a GameCube with his parents um, and played Animal Crossing specifically up until the graduation of high school. And he left his GameCube at home when he went to college. And his mother passed away, and he came back, and cleaning up the house, found the GameCube, plugged it in, booted it up, and found that his mum had basically every day sent his town a gift. Oh my god! With little personalised messages for like three years. And it's really, really, like, you know, I'm not crying, you're crying beautiful.
1: I, I think I would be crushed if that happened, uh, like, you, uh, I'm sorry mum, I should have called you every
0: day, I'm sorry!
1: Like you're not feeling bad at all. Yeah, at good point. point. Holy shit!
0: Yeah, but yes, Pokemon Sun.
1: Uh yes. I I don't think I have anything to say about this that hasn't already been remarked upon in general. It,
0: give us Give us
2: the ten cent rundown, yeah, but, like. But this is a, well, this is a podcast, so right? we're supposed to we're supposed to rehash things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, it it's more Pokemons. Um, you.
0: Was that Pokemon or Pokemon? Yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon, because we want we want the pedantic robot on the internet to get mad at us. Uh,
1: I would accept Pokemons with an S as well. What I will not accept is Pokemon, which I just, I can't fucking believe how many US podcasts and YouTubers and stuff still say fucking Pokemon. They put an accent over the E so you morons (laughs) would know how to pronounce it. What's wrong with you? No.
0: I I remember mentioning the accented E to someone and her response was, I thought that was for the Canadian version.
2: Oh my God. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> ah! <laughs> no, see that particular accent, what it does, it makes you use the, the long form of the vowel which is E in English.
0: Ha. Huh, that's interesting because I thought that the the way
2: it's t- written it is Pokemon.
0: Huh. Well <laughs> <No>. WHAT
2: <laughs> That's what that. That's what that accent does. It makes you use the long form of the
1: vowel. It's not I the same as the accent on like cafe. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it
2: is except that's a, those are French words.
1: Oh, I see. Well, it's a Japanese word, a. so really it doesn't matter what the accent tells you to do in English because it's not an English word.
2: Aha! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, we figured it out.
0: Radio, but yes,
2: um, but I know that in the song, the the, the classic song that. Uh, Describes wanting to be the very best, like no one ever was. Uh, to to catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. And then it explicitly says Pokemon. So
1: exactly. It's not like this is an ambiguous word, but somehow everyone decided it was Pokemon.
0: I particularly like it when it's Movie Bob talking about it because he quite clearly doesn't actually care about Pokemon as a franchise, but he wants to speak about it positively. So it's this really endearing kind of, you kids and your Pokemon.
1: Yeah, he actually kind of is the surfing up the Netpages guy in yeah. that instance.
2: <laughs> anyway. So Look, yeah. he, can't, he can't bear to speak poorly of a Nintendo product. <laughs> Look at Big Me, talking assassin movie, Bob.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask, hey, Jeb, what have you been playing lately? And what company has produced all of it?
1: (laughs) um let me see as far I'm pretty, as i'm
2: pretty, I'm pretty sure that, that 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 fox is still talking about pokemon yes yes well, I, um, but am I not? Like,
1: like i said i don't know that i have anything particularly <laughs> interesting to say about it it's different in that you uh,
0: light, lightning fire questions here just simple yes actually no. yeah okay ask me
1: questions okay what do you uh, want to know
0: does it look good
1: uh it looks <sighs> it's 3d it doesn't uh look as nice as the 2d ones did because it's the 3ds doing 3d and mm-hmm. not as nice. As it did with, say, the 3D yep. Zeldas or anything. Um, but they, when you're at the right level of zoom on the models, they look very nice. The freeze frames that they have of the trainers now doing their pre battle animations and whatnot, pretty cool. Um, you zoom in close, your face is muddy pixelated awfulness.
0: <laughs> it's really hit and miss. Uh do
2: um, you find the. <laughs> any your- Go on, Jeff, then? Have you found any any of the the, the, the pocket monsters uh, that are that are new to the the pocket monster franchise that that you are uh, particularly uh, compelled to use or to keep around uh, for any particular reason, including uh, uh, battle worthiness and or cuteness?
1: Um, I've had a really difficult time with that this generation. Actually, you you know how every generation comes out, and there's always a certain contingent of the fans who are like, uh, they suck now. They use cool." Um. Sun Moon has actually sort of been my generation for that. I mean, I'm not going to say they suck now, they used to be cool, because I'm not an asshole. But they just, I feel like they're steering away from the kind of thing I like. But there is Rock Puppy. And I love the hell out of Rock Puppy. Uh, I'm conflicted on whether or not I want to let it evolve, because it's too cute. Um, And obviously, Mimikyu is... Mimikyu is the cutest freaking thing! Mimikyu
2: Mimikyu is a pure and precious perfect child.
0: It is, yes. And
2: I will fight anyone. Anyone. <laughs> Who disagrees. Including the creators of the anime. <laughs> Including the fucking cartoon. I will fight you.
1: Yeah. I haven't met one yet, but I as soon as I saw that thing, and as soon as I read what it was, I'm like, oh, I'd be in my party forever.
0: Okay. Uh, do you find that the interface improvements? Like, every every Pokemon generation does things to make the interface slightly better. Like, if nothing else, they're running the GBA iteration. Is there anything like that in this, mm-hmm. where the management of the Pokedex, or getting around the place, or dealing with trainers is more convenient?
1: i mm. Most of the, there's not a lot of changes to interface stuff or not a lot of changes that I've found to be actively noticeable. Hmm. Um, there is a slight window boxing effect when you approach a trainer who wants to fight with you, which is cool because then you can tell if it's just like some rando you can have a talk to and maybe they'll give you a present or it's actually a fight. Nice. So you might want to, I don't know, rearrange a party or save this till later or whatever. Um, So that's cool. But otherwise, you know, buttons still do mostly the same thing. I, I'm missing having roller skates. <laughs> really liked having roller skates in xy but um
0: you need heelys.
1: yes actually that would be perfect (laughs) um you can run obviously uh you can't turn run on and off like you could in some versions which i do prefer because you know holding down a button to run is kind of naff Mm -hmm. in this day and age on the other hand you can ride pokemon basically right from the start oh right the hm replacements that is a remarkable change right i'm conflicted about that too because on one hand hms did suck absolutely and they needed to do something to fix them but my theory was it would be great if you just got permission to, like, you know, you won the right to use surf or whatever, <laughs> and then walls. any water type that you have in your party can surf. Like, you don't. Uh, well, I mean, surf is a bad example because it's the only HM that's actually a good move. <laughs> but you know, flash. Let's say flash. You mm. unlock flash, and then anything you have that generates electricity can do the flash effect. You don't need to waste. Or better, your
2: you room. buy a fucking flashlight.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that, okay. Yeah. That. Okay. Fine. Fine. Good point. Well made. <laughs> um.
2: So I'm a little Twice bit disappointed. Item. <laughs>
1: That the new system is, uh, you you call in someone else's Pokemon. Like That's, Uber for Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, but it's not yours, oh. and I do feel a little bit sad about that. Because oh. I was when they had the riding in XY, I was like, holy shit, I gotta ride around on my Go-Goat. I'm gonna go catch one of them straight away. And then it turns out you can only do it in like two places in the world on one mm-hmm. particular route, and it's not your Pokemon, it's oh. some random one you can hop on. I was all poo.
0: I do understand that if you start using, once you use rock smash, it does Uber in a uh, Machamp that smashes the rock and then stands around posing muscularly for a (laughs) while, which I find funny. But I haven't seen it, so I don't know if that actually happens. There you go. So okay,
2: because I was going to say, because is it is it because I was going to have to ask if it was like 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 pro wrestling style posing? Because I know <laughs> he's got the belt. Or are we talking like JoJo posing? I, I assume
1: it was behold my glorious muscles type. Of... Yeah,
2: yeah, it's
0: very very much the uh, the the Mister Universe muscular posing. I've only seen pictures of it, but it could be from a specific incident rather than every time you use Rock Smash. Um, so, broadly speaking, you're enjoying. You will continue to enjoy. We can expect more yeah. updates. Yeah,
1: there's nothing wrong with it. Um,
0: Switching now live to our Alolan correspondent, Foxley. League. <laughs> uh,
1: it's pretty, pretty good. Um, it's too it's hot. All right. I, I don't know. It is kind of too... Well, I'm, I'm stuck on it at the moment because uh, I, I received information that said you could catch a prism scale fishing. In the early part of the game. So this is the first game where I might have a Melotic uh, before, like, level 20. And I am excited as fuck by that. So I may have ground to a whole, uh, right. you know, poking undersea vents, trying to find Prism Scale. <laughs> I, I
0: just love the image of you, three Munchlaxes in a human suit. And it can't be cool in there. In Alola, sitting there getting contacted. yes, yeah, the Alolan Correspondent, Foxley. And she's like, eh, ah, it's too hot.
1: Three Munchlaxes in a human suit, riding on a Lapras, trying to fish.
2: <laughs> no
1: real real don't
2: so did you have so would we, we pay to draw that <laughs>
1: <laughs> i really need to draw some three munchlax in the themed pictures of munchlax yeah it's about time A christmas well, i'm card just saying,
2: from the I'm saying i'm just saying the the the, the three munchlax christmas card
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh the we three things yeah
2: yes yes
1: <laughs> certainly
2: well, that may, we'll or may, may or may not be eating a Christmas tree.
1: Okay, let's not let us know if you would like much stack Christmas cards. That's pretty much all I have to say on that for now. But, uh Jeb, what have you been playing?
2: Um, well, um, I, uh, I, uh, I have been playing over the past couple weeks, uh, F- World of Final Fantasy, uh, which is, uh... Really good, and I can't really talk about it more because it's really too spoilerific. But I like a lot of the things they do at the ending.
1: Oh, you finished
0: it now?
2: I have, and uh, do, do you think what occurs during the end credits is a spoiler?
0: Uh, if it's a dance party, I don't think it's a problem.
2: <laughs> well, that's good because it is, in fact, a dance party.
0: <laughs> the dance and party, and if
2: was you've ever on. wanted, and if you've ever wanted to see Cloud Strife with a giant head doing a line dance to an upbeat cheesy j-pop number <laughs> with a crayon background it's amazing <laughs> oh yeah and god is there too
1: oh well that changes everything
2: it is it is kind of amazing um but the the actual like ending of it is quite good and it actually surprised me in a couple ways I look forward to uh, hopefully they make a sequel because I would be a, I would be in favor of that. And uh, then I started playing Dragon Quest Builders, which <laughs> is very adorable. And yes, also by Squeenix.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that what it sounds
0: like? <laughs>
2: Go on, Jeb. What is it? Well, Dragon Quest Builders. Uh, in case you're wondering, is now if you are familiar with Dragon Quest One. Dragon Quest Builders is a direct sequel to the bad ending of Dragon Quest 1.
1: I am the not bad exactly of familiar. 1,
2: the bad ending of Dragon Quest 1 is where you accept the Dragon Lord's offer to rule at his side and conquer all of the... All of... Uh, T- uh, Alifgar. And oh. that leads to the world being absolutely destroyed. And somewhere <laughs> during the destruction and the desolation of the world, and the monsters taking over, people lost their ability to build things shrug. (laughs) But, but, that's something with
0: Atlantis. We forgot how to read as a culture. We forgot how to,
2: we forgot how to combine one thing into another thing. But, but, you dragon with builders. You are the builder. And what the builder can do is build things. And so what you have is Minecraft with Dragon Quest.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. A branded Minecraft from a AAA studio. That sounds like it could be a really, really good game.
2: With an adorable plotline and dick jokes. <laughs> One of Watch the monsters. One of the monsters. Swear to God. Swear to God. One of the monsters. Just today, shortly after I finished the tutorial, um, and the the quest I was on to was to go find out how to create a mallet. Mm-hmm. And there, in the section of the section of the world, you find this cave, and in the cave is one of the monsters who holds a giant hammer. And you go up to it, and the little talk icon comes up and says "talk," and the little monster says, y- "You want to see my tool?" Blush. <laughs> but we just. <laughs> But we just met.
0: <laughs> well, I always knew Dragon Quest had a certain Toriyama-ish sense of humor
2: and art style, of course.
0: Yeah, well, of, of course. And if you've if you've ever read like Doctor Slump, uh, uh, Toriyama's a dude who loves him some dick bowl and poop jokes. <laughs>
2: Uh that's what you get when you when you play Dragon Quest Builders but it is legitimately adorable I like admit- because because it is the the Dragon Quest you know the the classic Dragon Quest design you have everything has this goofy ass smile <laughs> <laughs>
1: I admit, when you said dick jokes, I was thinking along the line of, you know, imagine this scenario where you, the player character, are the only person who, who has the ability to build things now. And, you know, because we all know what people build when they have access to my <laughs> <laughs> Ah, a- the hope of the universe! <laughs> you, you, my wizard tower looks a lot like a penis, I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> I do need to build a large dung. <laughs>
1: Is that, that some is kind it. of double meaning? Or?
2: No, no, I mean just just you, penis.
1: Just, yep, sure. All right, just checking.
2: <laughs> just I'm, I'm talking about penis. <laughs> uh, but anyway. yes, those do happen to be from the same company. Yeah, uh, just saying. Just, just like saying. everything else I've bought lately. <laughs> yeah, because what's coming up me- next? Because on Tuesday comes out Final Fantasy XV, so goodbye. <laughs> it, 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 we, we shall, oh,
0: Jeb, we barely knew you. We, we shall see you someday, one day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Remember me as I lived.
0: <laughs> Playing Final Fantasy XV. <laughs>
2: Playing games by Squeenix. <laughs>
0: What I particularly like about this is that we have this recorded history now of two years of podcast of you basically dunking on Squeenix any chance you get, because there were so many bad decisions they were making, and you, were, you I remember you making fun of them over various Final Fantasy titles and whatnot, and now they've just managed to release three things, and I'm sure that the attitude is like, oh, well, Jeb's a Final Fantasy fanboy. It's like, no, they just made a bunch of good things. They just made some good games.
2: I mean, yes, really, I, go I do back. not recall like, Jeb you, Final
1: Fantasy fanboying about, like, anything no. else recently.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, like, I I was reasonably warm to Final Fantasy 13 3 Lightning Returns.
0: She's on a mission from God.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you, you were not opposed to any of these things, but fanboy would be the wrong word.
2: Definitely. And, like, Star Ocean, whatever fucking number it is, sucks. <laughs> but that is... That is like you know the there's this run of games that I've been purchasing that just coincidentally have all been from SqueeNix. So
0: and they've all kind of owned by the sound of things,
2: except Star Ocean. <laughs>
0: in fact, none of these games like World of Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy fifteen both came out this year, but the Dragon Quest Builders it, is older, isn't it? Uh,
2: not in North America. Okay all all of these games, all three of those games have come out in the will have come out in the span of one month, I think, or two. Wow,
1: we're to look back on this month for SqueeNix <laughs> and go wow.
0: Like, we, we think about Blizzard having pulled a blinder this year, and then you look at that. Like, they pulled a blinder of a do month. Uh, yeah, Bl- Blizzard have had a... Uh, but that, say- do we just
1: mean Overwatch?
0: Overwatch, Legion... I think Legion has
2: been pretty we? well received.
1: Okay.
0: And the movie. Like they pulled off three major projects in one year as releases. Yeah. But
2: yeah. However, Ubisoft made Watchdogs Two good.
0: That sounds a. r I'm still surprised by that. I'm still genuinely surprised at the people I see coming out of the woodwork. Almost days like they're escaping from a Charlie Chaplinish explosion as the text bubble appears on screen going, Watch Dogs Two is comma comma comma. Good? It's
2: fucking amazing.
1: I <laughs> I <laughs> I'm not willing to say that they did well based on just completing X9. <laughs> I mean, the Warcraft movie is. <laughs> and, you know, you're not allowed to put that in as like part of your, oh, we did really good this year. Look at what we made. <laughs> no. Oh. All
0: right. fine. Between Legion and Overwatch, there's 40 million people playing their games.
1: Sure. That's I mean, not that's bad. I like- that's not I'm counting Hearthstone. I'm disappointed to hear that Legion did uh, did extra good kind of thing, but I, you know, Overwatch—they earned that one, sure. I didn't, I didn't
2: know it's not this. Not counting Hearthstone or Heroes of the Storm.
0: Yeah, oh god, I, Hearthstone. I didn't hear this at the time, but uh, a friend was re- reporting to me that apparently, late last year, Hearthstone released their Urzas block uh. all, all at once, oh god. and it was not good. And they were like, "How? But but we gave the players better cards. How could this be bad for the game?" <laughs> Oh, oh my so son let, let, me child, you let me tell you about oh.
2: let me tell you let me tell you let me show you the things I have learned
1: uh, you know what would be beneficial to prevent that kind of uh, lack of foresight from happening in the future
2: mm.
1: well if, if they had some kind of recollection of things that had happened in the past <laughs> a recall if you will from their ancestors <laughs>
0: Oh, I, I didn't get where you were going at first, but that—that's that, a good one. That's a really good
2: one.
1: Thank you. I had to work for it a little, but yeah, I'm pleased
2: with it. no, Hold on a second. It's <laughs> just for recall, you know, that was that was that was sure that was busted, but that was also the first set.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean that that was just them starting out. <laughs> this what they could have done to avoid going avoid going too deep on 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 where to get their cards. They they could they could get on some kind of boat, some elaborate <laughs> elaborate boat. <laughs>
1: God damn it. Oh I see, and by then they'd have a whole lot of money to spend on that as well. God damn it, Jim.
2: Delve was a mistake.
0: Delve. <laughs> I uh we, we, they, I, could, I, they, could,
2: they could they could they could they could they could reach a, reach in, they could go like to, to the, the very foundation of time and and get their shovels <laughs> out and, and strike into it and start looking and start digging, digging through time. <sighs>
0: I will turn this podcast around <laughs> too.
1: What do you want
0: to bet he won't? No, no, we've
2: mentioned nothing that they but get get cards. cards.
1: <laughs> oh my well, god! You saying
2: who is the problem on. in hold us? On. <laughs> hold on! No, well, so this is cons. This is cons. <laughs> <laughs> this is cons of Tarkir because they're going to take after they've they've gone on their treasure cruise and they've dug through time. They're going to take this all this wisdom they've created, and they're going to become so powerful with all they be- that they they will become immense <laughs> and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one's exactly. going
2: to need to unpack
0: fucking it. Busted. Fox. Fox is is fucking busted. Fucking Yes. Delve was a mistake. <laughs> the, the problem with uh Dredge was that Dredge combos really well with other Dredge cards, which means there's a certain redundancy effect and it's really powerful. The problem with Delve is Delve combos with cards. Explain <laughs> <It's> playing
2: magic. <laughs> Talon. Uh... Since uh, since I didn't really have much to talk about, uh, you're gonna have to fill up the time that I normally monopolize.
1: Gosh, I hope Talon's been playing something this week.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, I've so. a bit of the swindle. <laughs> oh, okay, good. You we can we'll we get run with that again.
0: <laughs> no, um, I was gifted a copy of Dishonored two. Last point. Okay, right. now
2: this, this is where you, where you use your professional podcasting tools to like like pump in the air horns, right? <laughs> yeah, I was was exactly
1: what I was thinking. Bear, bear,
2: bear, 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 bear.
0: It's a bear summoning horn. I think that's what those are for. <laughs> it's just a sound effect that Alex Stacy makes whenever he makes a, an air horn. He says the word bear a lot. It just sounds really good. Anyway, uh, yes, uh, I got Dishonored Two as a gift. I'm going to, for the sake of the listener, in case you want to avoid spoilers, because this is a kind of very big game. Uh, I'm not going to try and talk about anything too spoilery up front. So, Dishonored Two. Super short summary: It is as good as Dishonored One. A renowned games critic and number one kiss boy has said that it adds nothing to the game. I think he is basically fundamentally wrong. I, I think that if you play Dishonored 2 and Dishonored 1, and you think that Dishonored 2 is just a mission pack for Dishonored 1, you are missing the point of a, a formula structure. Yes, you are still creeping around and stalking people and using spatial awareness and the systems for stealth and movement are all the same. Absolutely. But this game throws three major curveballs at you in game mechanical terms. There's one level where you don't get powers. It's just All your powers are gone, and instead, you now have to navigate through almost a Nintendo-style parallel dimension version of the same location.
2: You know what you know what you know what game takes away your powers for for a, a, a significant gameplay segment? Yeah. What Final Fantasy?
0: No. Oh. So well, the Final Fantasy is basically Dishonored 2.
2: Yes. Um,
0: Dishonored 2, wonderful feeling of character. It addresses a bunch of the character problems that Dishonored 1 had. In, the- in Dishonored 1, ultimately, there weren't that many women who were capable of doing anything. The The story very much marginalized women. And don't get me wrong, the story marginalized basically everyone uh, who wasn't Corvo. Uh, you had a brothel level, because of course you did. Um, and generally speaking, the cast of Dishonored 1 was... Was white assaulting crackers? (laughs) Dishonored Two addresses that. Uh, It has a much more diverse, more interesting cast. White assaulting?
1: I feel white assaulting crackers. (laughs) 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 But that's actually that's the 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 game with uh, what's his face Lincoln Clay, isn't it? That's a different game entirely.
0: (laughs) That's white assaulting crackers. Yes. (laughs) Um. Lincoln. Oh, yeah, good point. The crack is he's assaulting a white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Dishonored 2 gives you a bunch of extra powers... For Emily mode. Um, Emily and Corvo have the same pool of passive powers to pull from, so you can have some familiarity when you play either one of them, but they have different activated powers that are all designed to play with the thematics of who they are as characters. Emily, um I, I I'm amazed they bothered with this, but the writers
1: I was gonna say hold up here because I just I want to ask in advance of you talking about this. Cause usually when that happens, you have powers which are very much coded to the gender. When you get to choose between playing a dude and playing a lady, and they have different powers, you always wind up with something like you know she's sneakier and he's stronger or she's magic and he's stronger or she's faster and he's stronger (laughs) there's a fucking pattern here isn't there
0: (laughs) okay so no um i like i think that a more well-versed person in feminist theory might be able to say no look this is the way these these are gendered but i found that it felt actually contrary one of the one of the powers they have in parallel is one of them has the ability to drop a a blobby object that hovers in the air and everyone gets to Distracted by it. It's basically yeah. a drone, and the other one has the ability to possess people and walk around as them. Corvo is the one who can possess people, and Emily is the one who can plant distraction. And I'm conventionally used to thinking of those as being gendered in the opposite direction.
1: No, uh, mind control is very often coded coded femme fatale, let's say.
0: Yeah. Um, it's also pleasantly lacking in uh femme fataleness. Uh though, it's also kind of nice that there's a lot of queer representation in the game. There is? Yeah. Holy shit. Both both incidentally and commonly. Um there are, there, are, there are a couple of characters, major characters, who... Um, and this is this is modeled after a um, uh, diesel-era Victorian England's social structures. So there is stigma around one of the noble characters having a gay relationship. And no one talks about it as a gay relationship. Uh-huh. But you read the novels, and you find the love letters they wrote to one another, and you find someone has outlaid... Uh, someone has a painting of one of the characters on his pillow. Oh. And it's really warm and very comforting there um they also have a canonically trans character who i had no idea about like it wasn't like they you know because often when trans characters appear in a lot of media they tend to go ooga, 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 check it out we're doing a trans thing look we've got a transgenders and it's just well terrible. yes didn't
1: you want why they were so miserable <laughs>
0: Um, but no they just have one character in this who if you use the heart to listen to all her dialogues all her inner monologue stuff you find out that yeah the way the heart is phrasing it is a little obtuse but maybe she's trans and the writers confirmed that yeah she is we just didn't see no reason to make a big deal about it and this is going to sound like such a dumb thing to think of as so what
2: you're saying is what is is Dishonored 2 is Watch Dogs 2
0: yeah it it took a lot of the problems of the first one and made them go away and mechanically Dishonored 1 was already basically in my mind. Bullet. I I love Dishonored One, Dishonored Two. No, I'm just saying the
2: things that you just said apply also to Watch Dogs too. That's true.
0: Um. Now, one one thing about Dishonored Two that. <clears throat> I found, uh, th- th- it's sad that this is, con- that I consider this to be a really good thing, but the trans character, she's voiced by a woman! <laughs> she didn't, they, they weren't like, well, we're gonna have to get, like, some obscure jiggery pokery to, like, well, we'll get a man to voice this trans woman. It's like, no, just, no, fucking don't do that shit! It's,
1: don't get me wrong, ideally, get a, you'd, you'd get, a, a, a get a trans woman to a, voice a, the trans woman? That, that,
0: would be, that would be best, but at least don't make a man voice a woman sure, as yeah. if that's... Yeah, it's, it's, Yeah. <clears throat> and on On the note of voice acting. The voice acting for Dishonored 2 is great! like dizzyingly good um first first things first the incidental characters who you don't who, basically the, t- the characters you have the most time with are emily and corvo then you have all the secondary cast they have the tertiary cast the tertiary cast are a bunch of very familiar names for video game voice acting they're the people put in tons and tons of work you know their voices even if you don't know their names.
1: they voice four or five characters in most of the games you played
0: yeah um but the voices for the core cast include rosario dawson uh-huh. um uh, uh sam rockwell and Vincent D'Onofrio so like they went they went to like basically the Netflix actor stable and said hey wanna be a villain in our piece
2: alright so they went to they went to they went to professional screen actors when the the, the professional voice actors were on strike
0: I think Ugh. that the voice acting for Dishonored 2 was done before the I striking hope so. happened. yeah I hope so I mean this game this game came out this month and the strike started early last month it would be really impressive if that happened <laughs> Like don't be wrong if they managed to pull that shit off, holy crap! But I don't think they did. Um,
1: I would normally expect voices to be recorded a lot earlier than that, but given mm. how fucked up apparently voicing in video games is, mm. maybe is that much
0: and of like, normally. And if
2: it's the last thing you do, sort of stable.
0: And there is also one fucked up thing they did with the voice acting, which I I genuinely think was a dick move. Um, the Outsider has a new voice actor, mm. and the guy who voices the Outsider didn't find out ah. until the announcement. That's a bit lame. So oh. Dishonored One. The outsider has a different voice act, and he didn't. You know they they weren't kind and didn't inform him. Like he's just a dick. But hmm. the voice acting for Emily and Corvo is all right. Like Emily's voice acting is great. I don't have a problem with that. I yeah. think I think Emily is generally just good all over. But so here, he, Jeb, this this is an issue of potential contention here because the voice actor for Corvo, I don't think he should be voiced. I. I personally prefer very quiet Corvo, whereas in Dishonored 2, he's quite chatty. But the voice actor for Corvo Otano in, D- in Dishonored 2 is Steven Russell, a.k.a. Garrett from Thief 2. Mm. And, I, and I don't know if that's stunt casting or not.
2: I don't know. I kind of have to go with Crime Dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool. If, if, yeah, I think I have to go with Crime Dad. Um... <laughs> If, if, cause, you know, like, there, there are things that, that, I, from what I have gathered, uh, from, from listening to the Twitters, um, things that, that occur, that are found out and occur in Dishonored 2 seem to me to make it make sense that Corvo would talk. So, yeah. so I'm okay with him being voiced. And I think if you're gonna voice him, make him crime dad.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it still feels really weird to me to hear Corvo talking, but, yeah, I and I... Stephen Russell's quite a good voice actor. I sort of wish
1: neither of them would talk as much, just like to themselves. I don't really like the thing mm. where you have the first person character talk to themselves all the time. But that's just because I don't really find it believable that an inner monologue sounds like a like a, a fucking diary entry like that. Yeah, it's just that I'm imagining my inner monologue be more like shit, does shit, it? shit.
0: Well, yours does for, for, for what it's worth, what? Emily my does my inner monologue
2: is also much better voice acted than my actual talking. There is a, sure, a point... but
1: I mean, yeah, like, I don't I don't pick up a photo and muse about, oh, you know, this is such and such, I'm now going to exposit how I met them and what I felt at this time, so much as I'm going to look at it and you don't go, man, fuck that
0: guy! There is a point in high, high Chaos Emily where her inner monologue, when she walks past one of the wall of lights, which are basically giant frying machines you, that you can't walk through, saying, I can think of some people I'd like to throw through that. <laughs>
2: that all is right, also consistent point. with my inner monologue <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i really like dishonored too. there's a lot of really thoughtful design decisions um emily's powers for example were all designed as an empress so they're things like the domino effect power that she gets and that's not a spoiler like you pull up the menu and you're like, oh that, that's right there uh, domino is... You get to link people She's a really, whatever really cool mask. to whatever happens to the one. Sorry? She gets a really cool mask. She gets a really cool mask. She gets a cooler mask than Corvo's mask. Well, I mean, mask? You
2: say, you say yeah. do, Domino, oh, Domino mask. Oh, just
1: the pull-up Oh the yeah I see. Yeah, okay.
0: Um, no, Domino means that you can link targets together, so whatever happens to one happens to another. So you can get situations where an overseer is about to execute a uh, a serial killer on the street, and they're both complete horrible jerks. So you can go, link, link, and <laughs> pop. <laughs> And it's because they were saying, as an empress, everything everything uh, Emily does has subsequent consequence. Everything is connected. So we were looking at ways to make her powers feel like they were dealing with a larger world, while Corvo's are much more tightly and narrowly focused. So I thought that was a really interesting design choice. Um, That's cool. Also,
2: morally- Corvo gets, the, Corvo gets the whoop one ass button, and she gets yeah. the whoop many asses button.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, morally, in Dishonored 1, killing people at random- was really um, it was really fun, but it also <laughs> like when you use the harp. The, the heart tried to humanize almost everyone you were dealing with like there were very few people you could wave the heart at and go oh wow you're a horrible asshole in Dishonored 2 I have there are some truly horrible and these are just random lines in the first level of random guards where one of them is um a guard where where the first line of dialogue is he really loves that dog and the next line is it's the only thing that won't complain when he beats it
1: oh right yeah kill that guy
0: you yeah, murder
2: him you, you double I, murder yeah. him him,
0: right i I, I uh that that's when i decided you know what this can be a high chaos run <laughs> cuz yeah and and there's another one where uh a, just a random civilian has the line of dialogue the children are always eager to run into the traps after all they're always hungry like oh I, holy shit i hope that's like a fishing thing or or it's to talk about a particular variety of hunting where he's hiring kids but he triple murdered that guy, right? Oh, well,
1: I assumed he was hiring children to set off rats.
0: Yeah, th- there's no interpretation of that that doesn't come across as Jesus Christ murder. This man. Yeah, sure.
1: So they they uh, took a very different tactic on on the general moral tone of the people you're facing.
0: It seems to me that Dishonored Two wants to make it less of a bad thing to kill people. That there are st- the the game seems to have on it as an undercurrent. Look, some motherfuckers need murdering. <laughs> And I'm okay with that. Like Sometimes you
2: gotta shake a bitch.
0: Yeah. And and the game will still punish you if you go completely stab happy. Um, but it does have just the occasional guards. Who are just doing their jobs. And if you want, you can you can literally go through as like, you know, supernatural judge and jury with the heart and go like, okay, listening to your dialogue, you're okay. You're cool. Moving on. Listen to your dialogue. You you kick your dog? Radio, right drop kill.
2: <laughs> and that's Okay, okay okay, uh now. Yeah. I don't want you to take this the wrong way, Talon. Yes. Isn't that an awful awfully close to the whole one of the big problems with watchdogs one? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay.
0: And... The, the the nature... Well, there there is one point in uh, Watch Dogs, you know, contrary on Watch Dogs, which in Watch Dogs' case, it's actual technology that we know exists in the real world. And we know how flawed it is. Whereas in Dishonored 2, it's bullshit magic. Mm-hmm. So bullshit magic gives you the occasional leeway to say, yeah, it would be really hard for a non-omniscient force to make this moral judgment, but sure, I have an omniscience yeah. box in my hand, which is dumb, but, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, if anything, it's more like the problem with the, the God narrative. Yeah, but... Yeah, you know that's something that's allowable
0: in video games. Anyway, I think I think I've I think I've prattled on quite a lot about Dishonored too. Now it's time for retro gaming news. All the news is fit for the year of
2: 1994.
1: How you by Zencaster? What an app! What an app! What a mighty good app!
0: Oh my God! You're on and that's when she killed us. <laughs> So, 1994. We're gonna we're gonna have to do the whole year because there just wasn't that much stuff coming out. But there was some really good stuff coming out. <clears throat> first things first. In January, it's a Capcom release. What's up, Fox? I
1: didn't Say that again. There was uh,
0: a Capcom release. There was some
1: really good stuff coming out. Yes. Like the moon and the stars in the sky.
0: <laughs> Why don't you get the fuck out of here? <laughs> But yes, first up we have a franchise instalment from Capcom, and at this point in video gaming, it's one of the long runners of ca- uh, uh, of, of instalment games. Ooh,
1: long like 94? Street Fighter long or
0: nineteen? Uh, uh, way longer than Street Fighter. Actually, okay. at this point in nineteen ninety four, is this a Mega Man X?
2: It is Mega Man X. That had to be something. It had to be Mega Man if it was longer than Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was X already in 94.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that would have been a couple of years in the Super Nintendo.
0: Hmm. Uh, we also have the release on the Mega Drive and Genesis of a game which introduced a new core character. A new core character.
2: Yeah. It's Sonic 3. Admi- it's Sonic 3. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. <okay. laughs>
2: Oh, because that's your boy Knuckles. Yeah, that's that's
0: where Knuckles happened. Knuckles and came out you in, see, in Sonic Three.
2: In Sonic Three, you have you have Sonic and you have Tails and you have Knuckles, and they're they're all for one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. You Next. know what else is fun? How Pink Knuckles was in the Mega Drive yes! games. <laughs> oh, he's red. He's he's a tough guy. He's all
0: red. Ooh, he's pink. He was hell pink. <laughs> Next up, we have the introduction. Of who is now a long-lasting villain character in the franchise in Street Fighter, um, he's basically why a whole bunch of uh, of dorks my age know four or five different Japanese words
1: in Street Fighter in Street Fighter, ah.
0: The introduction of the character, introduction it, of the character,
1: is it Akuma?
0: It's Akuma, yeah, yes. Who's also responsible for a bunch of guys my age knowing words? Shun. I have to say
1: Akuma, don't I? <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, because that's his English name. Exactly. Yeah, his his Japanese name is actually Goki. Um... Goku?
1: (laughs) Everybody's Japanese name is Goku, secretly.
0: Now, if you you got a Mega Man in January, you wouldn't expect to get a Mega Man in March. What number was it? (laughs) Seven. Close. It was Mega Man 6. <laughs>
1: You'll notice how oh, I way. Oh, on
0: the last NES games. Yes. All right. This game was distributed on a 24 megabit cartridge, the largest of its time, and is referred to as the best video game of all time by Electronic Gaming Monthly in 2002. <laughs> wow.
1: Largest, not- largest cartridge of its time. time.
0: Not Ocarina of Time. Not in, Mar- not in no, Final Fantasy 6. not due
1: for another couple of years. Not a
0: Final Fantasy either. That's... Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Nope. Nintendo. It's not? Oh. No, no. It's a Nintendo property.
1: Uh oh, is it uh, Super Mario Bros. 3? Super Mario World 3? One no, of them.
0: Not a Mario. But, but it one. is Super.
1: Okay. Oh Super Metroid.
0: Super Metroid.
1: Okay, yeah, that's probably fair. Uh
0: apparently Ooh.
1: It may not be the best game, but it's definitely a contender.
0: In 2002, it could it could definitely make a make a case of being a contender because the pool was smaller.
1: Well yeah, and like there's okay, it's always gonna come down to opinion, but if you gave me the short list where the only separating factor was basically, if you just like this genre better than this genre, or little things like that, then Super Metroid should be on that
0: list.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you're going like, even, I mean, genre, I'm sure that, like, Symphony of the Night.
0: You could make that case, I definitely wouldn't argue with you. Now, next up, we have a company that's no longer in existence, uh, releasing what was, at the time, the most expensive video game ever developed, at $4 million USD. Part of that cost was hiring actors. Um, Isn't it a this is this an FMV game? No, it was a game with FMV. Crucially, this was not a yeah. pure FMV game. This game had other segments of reasonably competent stuff. Uh, this game came uh-huh. on multiple CDs. This game's cast included John Rhys Davies and Mark Hamill.
2: Oh, and, oh, and, uh... and, and, and it was all set to the Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs>
0: the fuck jeb <laughs> i mean it might be see, for uh,
1: anything to be set to don't fear the reaper but uh if this was going to be said it
0: would be a it would be a survivor song what was that jeb it's ripper nope
1: it's wing no Command? with johnny commander, commander
0: Oh, wing commander three heart <laughs> of the tiger
1: oh i see fair <laughs> enough
2: yeah, we can talk about Ripper, though, because Ripper owned. Uh, it had Chris fucking walking in.
0: My favorite thing about um, we, uh, Heart of the Tiger was that this, the last CD had outtakes on it, and one of the shots was, I can't remember the name of the character actor, but he's, he's been in tons of sci-fi stuff. He's like in Babylon 5 and whatnot. Sitting there on his bunk with a magazine in his hand going, ooh, yeah, yeah, turns it sideways, looks at it, goes, those are some great staples. Then he leans over and says, like, we need to get some porn on this ship! <laughs> Next up. i That's pretty good. I, you Go you just,
1: as a result of that, you have me imagining like an off brand "I of the Tiger.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: So it's, it's, it's the heart of the tiger. Yeah. It's the, um, I'm going to say, wine of the fight. Uh, we're, we're ascending. It's
2: rising up, it's rising up to the, the suggestion yeah. of our neighbors.
1: Of a, yeah, yeah, beautiful. I like it. I yeah, will, we can make this what guys. Let's do it.
0: I will turn this podcast around again. You just did.
2: Hey, that means we're facing we're going the same, same way we want to start again. with.
0: Next up, we have a JRPG loudly heralded as the greatest of its franchise on release, and kept that position okay, for several so
2: years. Okay, so have I already mentioned it? You have.
0: Okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait, it, hang on, that couldn't be Chrono Trigger. It's though, not Chrono Trigger because that, yeah, it's that Final, Fantasy the best of it's the Final Fantasy at six. It's Final Fantasy
0: six. It is Final Fantasy VI. To date, the only Final Fantasy where a Yeti can pick up a Moogle and club someone with it.
1: Yeah, I mean that's um, that
0: ultimately. Um? Can you do that um, in-, in World of Final Fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> Truly I've been blessed not, times.
2: I have not used the throw ability.
0: <laughs> well,
2: this needs research.
0: Next up, I, I may
2: have to do research.
0: <laughs> Next
1: up Well, Jeb, you know what this means. I'm gonna have to get you to play some more World of Final Fantasy. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's for no. the podcast. So
0: there's oh, no. there's
2: post game content.
0: Uh, <clears throat> a company releases game name, a console style animal with attitude platformer. <laughs> this character was designed by a young man by the name of Clifford Blazinski.
1: Oh, that's not Whoa. console.
0: Console style. Oh, console, console style.
1: style. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I played the demo of that so many times. That this is a beautiful of course, green genre.
2: bastard. And by the way, since it's that season Don't forget it, listener To get Holiday your time Hay. in playing Holiday Hair
0: Yeah
2: I admire that sweet, sweet soundtrack
1: I, that's exactly what I was gonna say The uh, the version of Carol of the Bells from that
0: is fucking So badass. good
2: I love it So
0: good. Next
2: Holiday up Holiday Hair is excellent
0: Next up we have SirTech, I can name this company because there's no way you're going to guess the game based on the company, release a turn-based tactics game, which is the first installment of their series. This game is still being actively played today, despite having been kitbashed to have an online presence. It fakes an IPX connection.
1: Wow. Uh, I, I do not know what this could be. I think this is going a little bit early for my blood as this, far as
0: PC goes. This game was really popular amongst Eastern Europeans, and it wound up- Oh,
1: shit, I should know this. Yes. You brought it up on the podcast
0: before. Yes, yes. Uh, Damn, what's the, it called? The game, the game is beloved because it represents Eastern European mercenaries as having realistic relationships to one another. For example, you don't put Serbians and Croats on the same team if anyone has explosives. Just- <laughs> Just don't do it. Mm, ouch. Oh, this is um. <sighs> I <can't> remember what <laughs> it's called. <strong. laughs>
1: God damn it!
0: It's Jagged Alliance.
2: Jagged Alliance.
0: Jagged Alliance is good. It's a really good game. Um. Yeah. Next up, LucasArts released possibly the best space shooter they made to date.
1: Uh, X-wing versus Tie
2: Fighter. Nah, that
0: was later. Tie Fighter.
1: <laughs> oh, to that day. That's why he said. Fair enough.
2: Said possibly. Yeah. Said possibly. <laughs> Next up, because it wasn't Capcom
0: released the first installment of a franchise that it's kind of still going. They keep using the characters. The game itself, I don't think they've made a release, recent release. Uh, it's a supernatural horror game, but not really horror. It just uses horror tropes. Mm-hmm. It has characters who get put in a lot of pornography, lots and lots darksiders. of darksiders. Yes, dark Starkers.
2: It could be anyone. Dark stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dark Sorry, yep. the one with the cat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The there next... was also a pilot for a really shitty cartoon that was hilarious. Oh bad.
0: yeah, the cartoons for Oh no the two different cartoons for Darkstalkers.
2: Where Morgan winds up the 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 servant of a nerd,
0: a shitty shitty fourteen year old nerd. Oh god. Yeah. Oh no. Next up, we have a weird, surreal, offbeat platformer developed by a grotesque homophobe.
1: Oh, another Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim won no. a few times lately.
0: Earthworm Jim came out in
1: 1994. Yeah,
0: fuck that guy. him. <laughs> Next up, we have the very first release of what became a very long running franchise and a defining uh, part of fight game culture. This was this game wound up becoming like one of the big two that you had a fight between in the, uh, you know, arguments about which was better. No, no, not a 3D game, a 2 2D game. So the 2D brawler space, you had Street Fighter and you had King of Fighters.
2: Well, yep. Right? Mortal Kombat.
0: <laughs> Good point. I forgot about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but King of Fighters King of Fighters one, the very
2: we, first. You movie. either had Street Fighter or the one, the other one that people played, <laughs> unless they were in the arcade.
0: Well, also, yeah, we. I, I was thinking of arcades. Next up, we have a game that was almost not released because of music licensing issues, because most of the soundtrack is ripoffs. Earthbound, Mother Two, sure.
2: Well, that's Earthbound. Yeah,
0: yeah. <clears throat> huh. Electronic arts. As, as as
2: someone who never got into Earthbound, how ripoffy are we talking?
0: We we are talking the entire Blues Brothers soundtrack as chip tune. Yeah, it I know, sounds right? So
2: good. Would it not have been an amazing
0: thing? There and and uh, the game the game gave you bonus damage when you hit when you uh, input your commands on the beat. So it had a rhythm game element to it as well, and that. Wait, the- so
2: I wonder if the reason why I never was able to really get into Earthbound was because I never played it on hardware. Yeah, and when I tried, it was when when I tried playing Earthbound it was well before when emulation, where it was where right. where it is now.
0: Yeah. If you ever played it with um with sound down or the sound being slightly hinky, you were probably doing about half the damage the game expected you to do, which may- wow. which means it's a slog. Like you can crit all the time in Earthbound if you just always hit on the beat. And yeah, uh, it's it's a big difference.
1: Yeah, Cintra Cole, I used to have to play emulated games just with the sound off because you yeah. could, like you could have sound, but you'd get a fucked up frame rate, yeah.
2: so it didn't sound very so what good anyway. Saying, what you're saying for is that there 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 are indications of of when to when to attack in the in in the actual music that's playing, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, if you see the sign, then it opens up your eyes. God <laughs> fucking damn it, Jeb.
1: <laughs> well, it, it would be demanding without understanding.
0: Next up, we have Electronic <laughs> Arts releasing a releasing the most successful racing game franchise of all time on the 3DO. <laughs>
2: Need for Speed.
0: Yes, Need for Speed, and uh, Fox just gave me a look, which has like, what's the 3DO?
1: <laughs> that was not oh, a what's the was- 3DO? That that was <laughs> that look was what? Ah, uh, yes, one of the most popular franchis- franchises of all time on the what?
0: Yep. Yeah. That's where it started. That's where it started, and then it got ported to the PC, and it turns so, out PC so. fans were really looking for that kind of game.
2: Well, uh, the thing is, like, you know, Trip Hawkins may have had some connection to Electronic Arts at some point. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Next up. But yeah, uh, Need for Speed. Also, that I believe it was actually called Road and Track. Need for Speed?
0: Yeah.
1: Road Track.
2: Yeah. Road That's and track. It was very, a magazine.
1: Oh, Road and Track.
2: Okay. Yes, it was right, originally right, sponsored right. by a by a by a car wreck. Ah.
0: Which which gave it a, a fair bit of a budget boost that at, at that and point. And also and you know,
2: also uh it also gave an amount of um like like Veritas. Mm. Right,
0: because Compared- this was
1: only just when games were starting to be seen as being for grown-ups.
2: Now, think think about that. By
0: the way, there was a point in history where a magazine's promotional budget was a meaningful percentage of a video game's <laughs> development budget.
1: Oh, a mm-hmm. yes, good point. Those things have grown in very different directions. Yeah. Uh, well, to, like
2: te- the test drive series on like the old on the old Amigas when it got its start, like it needed it needed the the licensing from car companies and
0: yeah, like. <coughs> There's a reason why a whole bunch of car games at that period were having you drive around in ferries. Or Ferraros.
2: Oh,
1: oh, right. I thought you meant it, like a, a ferry, like a boat that no. carries cars. I'm like, that doesn't sound like a fun race. Okay, that does kind of sound like a fun racing game. Right. Am I trying to crash into other ferries and
0: blow them up? Next up, we have a game that Jeb Wrench has unequivocally called the best video game ever made. <gasps> today? <laughs> no, not today. Like, not like earlier? Not not <laughs> earlier, but this is this is a game I have heard Jeb absolutely unqualifiedly call the and best game.
2: Red. And read.
0: Yes, Jeb, I, Jeb has I, I written about some, this.
2: Wrote, I wrote an entire article about the greatest video game of all time. Yep. So, listener, if you're playing along at home, I really hope that you've read the stuff I've written before, because my website doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so you can't look this up.
0: Oh, no. What's the game, Jeb?
2: It is Master of Magic. It is indeed. It civilization. Is civilization with wizards.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, okay. <laughs> strong, strong.
0: You can summon bears. <laughs>
1: There are very few Forex games that would not be improved by bears. You can summon so different kinds
2: of bears. You can summon bears and you can enchant your bears so that they also like breathe fire and stuff.
0: Fire bears. Fire bears.
2: And then you can travel through dimensions with you and your bears. <laughs> conquering more people.
1: This game owns <laughs> It's pretty fucking strong, I have to say. And,
2: and because this was the, the, the mid-90s. Um, it not only came with an instruction manual, it came with a spell book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but hold on to your hats, Geb, nice. because believe it or not, this year gets kind of intense at this point. The SNES release of an uncensored version of a video game that had already come out. Night previous track. previous versions of the game had replaced all instances of blood with white or green fluid.
2: <laughs> Mortal Kombat oh.
0: Mortal is- Kombat two.
1: Oh, Mortal Kombat, right.
0: Mm-hmm. Looking Glass Studios, a Scottish-based Ooh. company that had Ooh. hired a number oh. of PhDs to make uh, their games as high-tier as possible, released their first game.
1: Oh, we're skipping on already.
0: Mm, we're, sk- we're, we're skipping on from Mortal Kombat 2, yes.
1: <laughs> Why? Hold up, then, because I did have a question. Yeah? Did something similar happen in the console version of Double Dragon? Or am I yeah. misremembering that?
0: Yeah, yeah, Double Double Dragon on the, the SNES port had a uh, blood removed.
2: It also happened to, uh, to SNES versions of hockey games that had fighting in
1: them. Yeah. There were hockey games with fighting oh, in them?
2: What, awesome. That, for
0: what a kind of hockey game would it be?
1: I've never played uh, a hockey game already. Right? Most,
2: ho- most hockey games from 1997 to 2000. Oh, yeah. Because the <laughs> NHL strictly forbade it. <laughs>
0: But okay, first game by Looking Glass Studios. This wound up defining, um, basically the first-person role-playing game genre. Um, oh, it wound up becoming bedrock for the sequel, which was for a while there heralded as one of the best games ever made.
1: So this is one for Jab, right? <laughs>
0: -hmm. This is really one for me. Like if someone had said it's a looking glass game, I'd be like, "Well, I know exactly where we are in 1994."
1: Well, I mean, look, you say first person. Here's the funny uh, thing: RPG. I'm, you know, I'm thinking like mist kind of stuff. No, but I, I don't know
0: what it was. A cyberpunk game.
2: Yeah.
0: It was a cyberpunk game that spent two megabytes of its very, very carefully hoarded storage space on audio clips of one of the level designers making fun of you as a robot.
2: Yes.
1: It's this old?
0: It's System Shot 1. Yes.
1: Sure,
2: sure. The UI sucked.
0: (laughs) Oh, that UI was so bad. And then when they re-released it, when Gog re-released it, the very first thing that happened is the fans were like, oh my God, can we patch this UI? Can we patch in Mouse Look? Can we patch in combat that isn't floaty? Why did we think this game was so good?
2: Because <laughs> it was. At the it time, was, it was.
0: It was basically Ultima Underworld Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. And it took that mm-hmm. engine and just went in a totally different direction with it. was fucking great.
2: And then <clears throat> Sister Shock 2 came around and had Shodan cranking up the Shodan. And it had, <laughs> this is sexies. And let me tell you, as good as Shodan is... Every time you heard, this is Zexes. You knew shit was going down. It was great. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Thief, Garrett, that guy? Yeah? Also
0: voiced the many in System Shock 2.
2: Ooh. Hmm.
0: Nice. Just, a, just a random tidbit. <laughs> Next up, Rareware released the first arcade cabinet game with an internal hard disk. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. And the game that's in it was honestly kind of unremarkable, but it had huge storage capacity because it had an internal hard disk, which meant that the characters could be really big and highly detailed and big 3D rendered sprites. And uh, it kicked off a franchise that got reinvigorated on the Xbox One.
2: By a different company, but that was yeah, Killer different- Instinct.
0: Killer Instinct, the very first time it appeared up. Go!
1: That's where Killer Instinct came from. Yes! Wow. Yes. I was not expecting that story.
0: And it was as much Rareware going, hey, we're practicing this whole make a 3D object and make a sprite out of it uh-huh. for Donkey Kong. What can we do with all of our practice that looks like garbage? We have <laughs> we have this dude who's just like a melty pile of water and we have this other dude who's just a big chunky robot. <laughs> what can we do with this? And they made Killer Instinct as what effectively was a tech demo internally. And then they were like, Ashley, we're, we're kind of onto something here. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, that is a really interesting bit of history.
0: <laughs> Next up, we have the release. Of what is probably one of the most glorified mission packs of all time by its software. Glorified in a good way. Ah, you get one new weapon,
2: a bunch Doom of new Doom? monsters,
0: and thirty new levels. Doom two. <laughs> it's Doom two.
2: That's a really good mission pack. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really fight that. In, in particular, it's what happens when they have people who made the first Doom's <laughs> level of experience with making levels for Doom, and now just go and do whatever you want, and you make a, a really fantastic level pack.
2: Um, and, and, so we- and, 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 what if Shotgun, but more?
0: Yeah. Well, here's the other thing that was really interesting. On the same day, October 10, David D. Taylor released the Linux port of Doom 1. Huh. And it was the best-selling game on Linux for a
2: good long time there. Well, I mean, it's probably still the best-selling game on Linux. <laughs> lot
0: of me
1: wants to remove the word best from that sentence. <laughs> it still works. Next up,
2: that's, had, what I was, that's what I was leading into.
1: <laughs> oh, well, sorry. I, I didn't mean to ruin it there. I- It does make me think, like, I, I feel almost like we came out of the 90s forgetting how much all the best games- Well, not all of them, but almost all of the best games were defined by level design- Yes! More than anything else, mm-hmm. and I'm yes. where a lot of these franchises failed after that period.
0: Mm-mm. Well, on that note, we have so a hardware dongle <laughs> that let you take a new character into older games- Older games and Knuckles? Yes! (laughs) Sonic and Knuckles came out uh, on October 17th, one week after Doom 2. But that's not the most crammed week because on October 25, Microprose released... Two games that could quite reasonably be called the best games of their genre at this
2: time. <laughs> is, one of them is was a space them, exploration it, game, and the
0: other one was Killing Aliens on Earth.
2: Oh, Wait, Microprose? Microprose. Hmm. Killing Aliens on Earth, you say? Yes. Hmm. 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 I wonder. What game is it, I Jeff? I wonder. I wonder. Was... was... Oh, I'm just going to gonna ask you this honestly did it involve defending from unidentified flying objects yes it did Mm-hmm. some sort of ufo defense <laughs> yes yeah 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 um could could like the the one of the, the most severe punishments that the pope could give out could it be abbreviated to one of the names for this game what
0: oh yes yes uh, that that name you could didn't say exist for Pope this game yet.
2: XCOM someone. Yes, because you could say that the Pope would XCOM someone.
0: Yes, you could. Yes, it was UFO enemy unknown, and at that point XCOM wasn't in the name of the brand. It was just in the manual of like you are the de- you are the commander of XCOM.
2: Well, oh, in so North I America it was released the Pope as XCOM. Had to do with UFO defense. In North in North America it was released as XCOM.
0: Okay, ah.
2: so all right, Jeff, that's why I say one of the names of it. Flex your history, because novels, it, was then. UFO, it was UFO defense everywhere else but here.
0: Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Well, all right. Flex, flex you your memory admit, muscles. You got next is yeah. flex your memory <laughs> muscles. What was the 4X space game Microprose released on the same day?
2: Now was it was it space to space or it was yes. on one space?
0: Space to space. You you were you were you made planets. You colonized planets. Yeah. You traveled to new you, planets. You built your over.
2: ships. You reeled over.
1: Oh, do I you know this over one? Ends, you might. Um.
2: Okay, I'll I'll let so take it.
1: No, I'm probably wrong. I I feel like it got loaned to me by a friend at some point.
0: I've got a box with it in the in the garage.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's something different then. Um,
0: it has a funny oh. acronym. Mm-hmm. What yeah, does the it say? Than to
1: what I was thinking of.
0: <laughs> yes, it's M O O. It's Moo, <laughs> Master of Orion. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we stagger releases very carefully now
2: whereas apparently at one point
0: micro pros went yeah these are two games that would basically define a genre pump on the shelves at the same day why not just, just fuck it why not
1: well you know if if your goal with this quarter is, is to go alright space belongs
0: to us fuck off <laughs> but we're still not done
2: we're not, Rare, but wait, there's more.
0: Rare released a game with 3D sprites, well, 3D rendered objects made into 2D sprites for the SNES. <laughs> Is this a Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong Country!
2: That would be a Donkey Kong. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> Sega released the 32X add-on in Europe, <laughs> allowing you to play Doom and Star Wars Arcade. <laughs>
2: Say it again?
0: Allowing you to play Doom and Star Wars Arcade. It doesn't look good. It does not look good.
1: Uh, As far as midlife hardware expansions go, Sega did not have a good track record.
0: Out of almost nowhere, this upstart company who'd only ever made a couple of uh, platformers at this point, Blizzard Entertainment, released their first strategy game.
2: So
1: this was Warcraft
0: one. Warcraft one, orcs and humans. Suppose
1: someone were to make.
0: Oh, Warcraft two is Tides of War.
2: Ah. Suppose someone were to be making a battle. Yes.
1: (laughs) Sorry, it was ugly. I didn't notice the
2: subtitle correctly.
0: It was really ugly. (laughs) Um, Sierra Online released its first SVGA adventure game. (laughs) Does anyone remember Super VGA?
2: King's Quest 5?
0: Oh, you're close. It's King's Quest 7.
2: 7? Seven. Oh. 7
0: was the one with I the really
2: thought 5 was
0: VGA. No, 5 was 5 was VGA. Um 7 was the one which had the really finely defined cartoon animations and that sort of Don Bluthian style.
1: Well, they have a ton of those.
0: Yeah. Namco released the first 3D fighting game in arcades. Uh
1: the first. It's Tekken. It's Tekken. Right. It's
0: just it's just Tekken. 1994. We're still we're still not done of what to do. Nintendo releases the last NES game. Huh. Little Samson. Nope. The last official game to be released on the Nintendo Entertainment System in North America. So there might be okay. others that I might be more obscure ones. I'm sorry for that misleading information. But it was a tie in to a secondary character in the Mario franchise.
2: <laughs> This I
1: is. Didn't,
2: uh, I didn't know this existed. No, that was on the. Wario's Woods.
1: Wario's Woods. There's a Wario's Woods. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, was a Wario it's, Nest game.
2: It's a. It's like a. So it's a. It's like a match three sort of thing, or like a like um. Puyo Puyo next up. Okay. Next up, we're almost
0: done. I can't believe it. We're almost done. Macintosh computer gamers get their first killer FPS. Missed. Oh. <laughs> mother of god can you imagine marathon's character running around in mist
2: <laughs> well i did i did say mist before FB, before you yeah. said fps
0: before i said shooter. yep yep you're absolutely right that's why it was fun yeah marathon marathon which became the genesis point for the halo franchise and um has
2: some really been, creepy ass fucking writing let me tell you
0: yeah yeah i, I was specifically thinking of the um midwives no I, w- I was thinking of the the giant chunk of text you know i have been both do around all i will be named i have i have lived a thousand names now we'll live a thousand mm-hmm. more until the world goes cold and dark like that yeah. when when that there's something about rows of text with no spaces dumping <laughs> over your interface at that point in gaming history that just makes me shit myself <laughs>
2: you don't say
0: yeah and the last line is i am Bungie. Everything. i know you're I listening
2: here. Bungie. i know you're listening but just think about it <laughs> you're going shit himself <laughs> marathon reboot yes
1: well, things may have changed now. <clears throat> the equivalent nowadays would be having things pop up that look like push notifications or
0: something. True. Now, remember how we said a couple of couple of retro gaming users ago? You've got to be pretty gutsy to release really close to Christmas, right? like the closer you release to Christmas the more confident you are that people will get up and go buy this thing for Christmas right sure December 24th (laughs) Jesus Christ this game was bundled with Dwango which was the first (laughs) Dwango Dwango was one of the earliest pieces of online gaming technology it was it would use a modem connection it would create a server and you could Uh have up to eight people connect to it so you could have at this point the game's only handled four people at a time but this game could handle four player worldwide online multiplayer over a modem connection and it was really robust so it didn't you know—you weren't going to suffer a lot of lag unless you actually had like a really bad connection Hmm. Uh, the game was a first person shooter it was not made by id but it was made with their engine Okay, you play a fantasy kingdom uh, outcast whose order has all been killed who is collecting weapons of your order to go and slay the serpent rider who killed your order Order. It had an inventory system. It had weapon power ups. It had a fucking flamethrower. Are
1: you? No, you're not telling me that Heretic was a. That had online multiplayer. Heretic in had 90, online wow.
0: multiplayer in 1994. Wow. I think they were right to release that on December 24th. <laughs> But best of all, in this whole list, there are four games. We don't know what date they were released. The companies that made them have either folded or lost that information. So we only have a ballpark for this stuff. Okay. (laughs) First things first, we have a sequel to a popular city building game.
2: Sim City 3000? Sim City 2000.
0: Yeah. We don't know when Sim City 2000 came out. We know it came out in nineteen ninety four. We don't know when in nineteen ninety four. Sega uh Sega rolled out <laughs> its first major um racing cabinet game. Is this outrun? No. Damn. No. This is this I'm is the, so first... disappointed. The, the problem with this one was that because it was all distributed by physical hardware, the release date really re- you, you couldn't Oh wait,
1: cabinet like there was an actual car. Oh you're saying did the
2: did the did the release kind of have like a rolling start?
0: <laughs> yes, it did. No. Daytona, Daytona, USA. <laughs> Namco released a shooter gun game in arcades, and again, physical hardware meant that release dates were kind of woolly and hard to hard to pin down.
2: By Namco, Silent uh, Scope.
0: Uh, I don't think it was Southscope. It was. It was just by Namco. Um,
2: no, I'm saying the name Silent Scope. Question no, mark.
0: Nope. 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 <laughs> uh, First person shooter game. Placed, it, it has eventually been ported to the PlayStation and the Nintendo DS. First released in arcades in 1994 and later ported onto the PlayStation. Splitters? Uh, no, it's called Point Blank. Okay. Which I thought was related to the Time Crisis franchise, but boy, was I wrong. Oh, okay. And finally, the best Amiga game of all time, according to the now <laughs> defunct magazine Amiga Power. Released <laughs> the by a Sensible game. Software.
2: Sensible.
1: Um, I feel like this. I mean, there were a couple of Amiga games which got picked up later and ported and became like really good PC classics. And mm-hmm. I assume this would be one of those games. No,
0: nope. no, nope. nope. this was an Amiga game. Did get ported to the PC, but it was it was basically the best game does on this the Amiga. Which is franchise
2: why like still exists? I don't, you know, I don't think it does.
0: Is I think it that if it does title? exist. I think that if this game franchise ever truly continues to exist, is in Dan Marshall's head. Uh, Uh, Oh, a spiritual successor to it was kickstarted last year, unsuccessfully.
2: uh, Sensible World of Soccer.
0: Sensible World of Soccer. Ailed it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sensible World of Soccer,
0: made by Sensible Software. So their first game was Sensible Soccer, and then they released some other games, and then they released Sensible World of Soccer, which is like Sensible Soccer but bigger, more worldly. This is also when 3D Realms was established by Apogee, and when Blizzard officially became Blizzard, because prior to this point, they were known as Silicon and Synapse.
1: I just, I just wouldn't have picked sensible as the adjective you use to get people fired up about sports.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. By, by the way, by the way, I would just like to remind you, you mentioned before that, like, you know, Microsoft, co- Microprose competed with itself, yeah, you know, on the same day. <laughs> yeah. Microprose released three outstanding games that
0: year. They released three outstanding games in one month. Master of Magic came out at the start of the month, UFO and Master of Orion came out at the end of the month.
2: How fucking good was that company? Wow. Oh, rest in peace, MicroPort Rose.
0: And by the way, the previous year they had signed on Jeff Kremond and released Formula One which was basically the best formula one racing game for about seven years until jeff kremen got off his butt and made another one
1: i seem to recall that formula one is the reason your dad gave me that he downgraded back from windows 10
0: yeah dad my dad still plays formula one
1: like i couldn't get to run so I just went back to seven
0: yeah um this is this was like i picked 1994 out of nowhere for the joke in the opening the listener and that's why we're doing 1994 for Retro Gaming News. And holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I was... gonna did that joke.
2: It was a mighty good year.
0: I- I'm very glad you two helped me to that, because that's a
1: good, good year. <laughs> well, you know... You, you, can it, you,
0: can you can say it, Talon. combined efforts.
2: You can say it, Talon.
0: No, I think I'm good. I think I won't say it.
2: Look, all that we want is... <laughs> <laughs>
0: ace of base and neo-nazis anyway so i'll cut that <laughs> so uh i've got an outro if everyone's mm-hmm. good yeah
1: is it that was how we did it
0: I, well now, I, now I'm just, it's, it's fine it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. It's i really fine. like that song i really
1: <laughs> i really like most of those songs <laughs> of them i'm a little embarrassed about liking them but there's not a song you mentioned that i had not sung along with and gone hell yeah
0: (laughs) that's the downloadable concept podcast for this week that was jeb that was fox
1: <laughs> All right, I'll just pass it back. That's been talon
0: And just again, we want to thank Zencaster for giving us the software and the free trial of the professional tools. Which so far it doesn't seem we're using, but nonetheless, thank you very much. Zencaster is a handy web application that makes making podcasts very easy, and I recommend you check it out. And getting podcasting game.
2: Will we put the link? Will we put a link for that in our description and or tweet?
0: Yes, we will. Uh, we will also want to. We also want to thank uh, our Patreon subscribers at Patreon who have... (laughs) Uh, stuck through us, despite our blistering irregularity at actually <laughs> updating the Patreon. Like, is, is the word for Patreon subscribers not just patrons? I guess it is patrons, yes. Uh, we've charged, I think, for like eight episodes this year. <laughs> hey,
1: that's our value deal!
0: Yeah, yeah, we're, we're giving, we're giving, we're passing on the savings to you! <laughs> um, this is our Black Friday special. Yeah, uh, It's it's especially bad because in a lot of cases I've, I've just finished the edit and that's when I need to go to fix up the Patreon thing and then I'm just like, you know what, nah, let him have this one brief. It's like, no, that's not what you're supposed to do, Talon. You're terrible at this.
1: <laughs> On the other hand, despite our blistering irregularity, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we- we'll be here like the shadow that's by your side.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs>